Dear Founder, as you know, there's no blueprint for entrepreneurship. You wear so many hats, you burn the midnight oil, you pour your heart and soul into everything that you do. But without a doubt, the journey is worth every single second that you put into it. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, host of the Dear Founder podcast. I say this because I've lived it for over a decade. I started my first company with $500 in my pocket and a baby in my belly. I grew it and I sold it all. This podcast is my weekly letter to you. We'll talk all things starting, growing, nurturing, and in some cases, even selling a business. Together with some of my closest contacts, I'm here to help you find your own success, whatever that means to you. The ride as a founder is the ride of your life. So come on in and join me for another episode that will get you one step closer to reaching your own founder goals. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Founder. Today, I'm sharing with you 16 pieces of advice if you're contemplating starting your own business. But before we get into today's episode, I'm your host, Lindsay Pinchuk. And for those of you who are new around here, I have been building brands for nearly 25 years. Yes, I had marketing jobs in college. And I started my own company back in 2010 with just a $500 investment. I grew that business to reach 3 million users per month across multiple platforms and generate seven figures of revenue for six years straight. I started this company in 2010 before social media was even a thing, and I grew it alongside the boom of social media as we know it today, learning everything as I went along. This was all before I led my company's acquisition to a large agency holding company in 2019. Two years later, I exited with one goal, to support other female founders and businesswomen through their own entrepreneurship journeys. Thursday's episodes of Dear Found Her are called Found Her Files. They're episodes designed to move your business forward through a specific lesson and actionable tips. While there really is no blueprint for growing, scaling, and selling a business, I do hope that the tips I give you here will also give you a lot to think about as you grow your own business. And I want you to stay tuned to the end of the episode for a little bit of announce, a little bit of an announcement about Thursday's episodes. If today's episode strikes a chord with you, it would mean so much for me if you would share it. If you would let me know by tagging me at Lindsay Pinchuk or at Dear Founder, or if you would leave a rating or review, all you have to do is go to www.ratethispodcast.com forward slash Dear Founder. You can rate or review Dear Founder wherever it is that you listen. So the catalyst for today's episode really was um, a week ago, my friend and fellow female founder, Charlie Safro, who I have had on this podcast before. She is the owner, the founder and owner of a company called CS Recruiting. You should absolutely listen to her episode. She made a post on LinkedIn, which she has a huge LinkedIn following, sharing some of her best advice for female founders and all of which I absolutely agreed with. And I commented with like my own list. And after I commented, Charlie wrote me back and she said, you need to spin this off and maybe create your own post. What I'm about to share with you today is far more than a LinkedIn post. I mean, it, 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 there's just too many, there's not enough characters to encompass everything that I'm going to say. So I decided to make a podcast episode sharing my advice if you want to start your own gig. So I'm going to go in no particular order. I have 16 points that I'm going to make. I'm going to share some stories along the way. And honest to God, it's all things that I wish I knew when I became an accidental female founder in 2010. So the first thing is, remember why you started. It's so important to know your roots and 
know why it is that you started your business and to never forget it. Because the reason people come along for the ride and the reason that people in your community subscribe to you is because of why you started the business. So even as you grow and even as you get bigger, it's so important to remember why you started and where you came from. When I started my first company, Bump Club and Beyond, the mission was to support expecting in new parents and eventually parents with older kids. We connected parents and parents to be with the best products, resources, information, and each other. I started this company because I myself needed that information and I wanted community. And it was important for me to remember this because as we grew and got bigger and more and more brands wanted to work with us, I was put in situations where I needed to make tough decisions that could potentially have compromised why I started the business to begin with. And I never let that happen because I always remembered why I started, who I was serving, and what my mission was. And the same holds true today as I am now showing up each and every day for female founders and for entrepreneurs. I remember why I started this and it's to show you guys the behind the scenes. It's to help you guys along the way, to support you and that is my why. That is why I started it. And I won't compromise that for short-term gain. Number two, stay true to yourself in your mission. And this is equally as important as to remember why you started. It's so important that you remember your mission and you apply it to everything that you do. And that goes back to what I just said in number one. You know, a big example that I always give in this is at Bump Club, we obviously, we, we gave gift bags to parents and parents-to-be and we filled them with amazing products that, you know, we loved, we used, and we wanted to share. Now, as we, meaning the Bump Club team, we never put things in our bags that we wouldn't use ourselves on our own kids and within our own family. Now, it's so important that you stay true to yourself and you don't compromise yourself for short-term gain. If you do that somewhere along the line, you will be found out, your community will know, and you will lose their trust, and it's very hard to get it back. So it's important that you stay true to yourself, that you continue on the path that you have continued, that you have that you started on, and you remember what your mission is. So really number one and two go very much hand in hand. Remember why you started, stay true to yourself and your mission. Number three, have patience. Success does not happen overnight, and it, it just, it absolutely takes time. When I think back to when I started Bump Club in 2010, I didn't have a plan. There, I didn't even think it was this was going to be something that I was going to make money on, and I started making money. And it's funny because I always say I put my community first, and then as I grew the community, I was like, oh, well, now I can monetize it by selling tickets to events or by getting sponsors to sponsor my events. But that took time. And successes just don't happen overnight. And oftentimes there are years of hard work and grind behind every success that you see. And you really have to remember that because it's so easy to forget when you see other people talking about their successes. Number four, Know that your perception of others, their businesses, and successes is not always reality. People don't share their failures, even though they should, but that's a conversation for another day. People don't share their failures, and so oftentimes as female founders and business owners and entrepreneurs, 
We're comparing ourselves to the person next to us. It's so easy to do, and it's so easy to do not in entrepreneurship, but in everyday life. It's so easy to compare yourself to the person next to you, right? But how you perceive them and what's really going on behind the scenes are more than likely two totally different stories, and it's so important that you remember this. When I was getting ready to sell Bump Club, so I was in the final stages of my sale. I knew I was going to sell Bump Club, but no one else did. I mean, a, a couple few people in my inner circle knew, but most people did not. And at the end, we were really, we, we, I really needed to make sure that we came out of that last year with a profit. We were closing our business on December 31st, and I very much wanted to come out of that year with a profit. And I was struggling. I stopped taking a paycheck in order to make this happen. And there were other things that I did along the way. And I was just, even though I was about to sell my business, I was very down on myself and I was really, really struggling mentally. And I knew I just needed to close that deal. But the aside and the reason I'm sharing this is someone else I knew who owned a business, it looked like they were they were going gangbusters. They were in the New York Times. They were in the Wall Street Journal. They had all of these mentions. The way that they perceived or the way that they shared about their business was that they were on top of the world. And the irony of the situation was I closed and sold my business three weeks after they went out of business. So here I am thinking, oh my God, this person is like riding high and they weren't. They went out of business. And I was the one who was like not riding high and was really down on myself. And I sold my business. So your perception is not always what's going on. Number five, stay par for the course. Focus on you, your business, and achieving the results that you set out to achieve. Don't worry about the noise. A lot of times I refer to the noise as your competition, what's going on around you, what's going on in the environment. Yes, you need to be aware of these things, absolutely, but don't focus on them. Early on in Bump Club, I had two different entities that were basically ripping my business off. One of them actually did rip off my website and we had to issue a cease and desist because they copied my website word for word. That's another story for another day, but I think back to all of the time that I spent worrying about these people and worrying about what they were stealing from me and worrying about how brands were going to work with them and not me, that energy just needed to be channeled into my own business. And once I forgot about them and I did channel my energy into that business, I moved ahead leaps and bounds. I think one of them sold their business, but really out of necessity. And the other one went out of business and never really amounted to much outside of Chicago. So you know, I point that out because you really just need to stay par for the course. Just focus on you. Don't let the noise outside distract you. Number six, make sure you fail. You cannot succeed unless you fail. You cannot come out of the gate and have everything that you touch turn to gold. That is more than likely not going to happen. And it's rare. It's rare that that happens if ever. I mean, really and truly, like you have to fail at some things if you want to grow and scale and move forward. That is just how it works. You learn from your failures. You make better decisions. You do it better the next time. 
And that is why it is important to fail. Number seven, expect the unexpected. You can have a game plan or a blueprint or a business plan or a marketing plan, whatever plan you want to have, but things never go as you think they're going to go or as you want them to go. They're just not. They just don't. You have to be flexible and you have to be willing to pivot when necessary. As you grow your company, this becomes more and more important because oftentimes there's other players involved. You can't control if someone quits. You can't control if someone has a baby. You can't control if someone gets sick. So you need to be able to expect the unexpected. You need to have contingency plans. You need to have backups. So these are the things that you need to do as a business owner in order to prepare for the unexpected. Number eight, show up as yourself each and every day. I say this all the time. Don't show up as the person you're expected to be or the person you think you should be. Show up as you, unapologetically and authentically you. Because when you do that, the right people become your customers, the right people start to transact with you, the right people are magnetized to you, your business, and your mission. If you are not showing up as yourself, the wrong people are going to become your customers. That is not what you want. Show up as you. Number nine, be unconventional. Don't be afraid to color outside the lines and not follow the quote guidelines. Do things your way. Honest to God, do things your way. Because at the end of the day, you know what is going to work for your business and what is not going to work for your business. So the advisor sitting next to you or the mentor down the hall, they could have an idea of what you should be doing, but you are the one that knows your business. So don't follow the rules. Make your own. When you make your own rules, that is when you shine. That is when you come out of the gates swinging. That is when you start to see success. Don't do things the way that someone else is doing them just because you think you have to. Number 10, know when to pivot. If an idea you have is tanking, change directions and move on. As a founder and a business owner, you have to own up to when things aren't going right and you have to be the captain of the ship. You have to change course when necessary. I very distinctly remember at Bump Club, we had this event that was a um, a school a school fair, essentially in the city. It's very hard to find preschools and elementary schools in the city of Chicago, just like many metropolitan areas. And so we used to have a fair each and every year. And as time went on, and more things were virtual and just patterns of behavior changed in parents. More parents moved out to the suburbs. More parents were sending their kids to public school. The numbers at our school fair in terms of attendance was was going down. And the schools weren't happy. They were paying money to be at this event. And in our final year, I knew we had to cancel it. I, I knew we just, we did not have enough registration. People didn't want to pay to come to this there were competitors popping up, offering similar services on different weekends. It just wasn't good. And I didn't want to be left with egg on my face to have to explain to a bunch of paying sponsors, essentially, why we didn't have enough people there. So I knew we had to pivot, and we did. And we ended up putting all of the schools and all of the after-school activities and all of the activities that you could do with your kids 
in a database online and we charged, instead of charging one fee to have a table at a school fair, we charged one fee, one fee to have a listing online that anyone anywhere could have access to. That was our pivot. Number 11, try to accomplish one thing per day to move your business forward. This is something I tell everyone, and on this very podcast, my friend Rachel Gilman Rochelle from 3PR, um, she brought this up as well. And even if it's something as simple as like ordering office supplies or um, you know, making a phone call to your bookkeeper or calling a contractor to set up a time you know, for them to do some work for you, whatever it is, just do one thing. Keep a list of all the things that you have to do and make sure you are crossing off at least one thing per day. Number 12, reinvest in your business in order to free up your time for bottom line growth. I cannot emphasize this enough. I think back to Bump Club when it was just me and I act, I had a, um, I, I guess I'll call her at first an intern. She later became an employee and was an employee of mine for years and years and years. She actually had a baby this week, which I was so excited to hear. But in any event, um, this was someone who was working for me hourly and she was doing a kick-ass job, an amazing job. And she told me she wanted to work for me. And so I went out and I found enough sponsorship money that I could pay her a salary thus reinvesting that sponsorship money back into the business, not paying myself, but paying her so that I could free up my time to go get more sponsors so that we can continue to grow the business. When you reinvest back into your business and take things off of your plate that you are not so good at, you free up your time to grow that business. And it is so important that you do that. Today, I interviewed a woman named Chriselle Lim, and she is a three-time founder. She is an incredible businesswoman, and this was something we talked about greatly. You'll hear it in an upcoming episode, the importance of reinvesting in your business so that you can grow it. You have to think about these things. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Who can you hire? How can you take things off your plate? How can you make things more efficient? That's reinvesting back into your business. Number 13, share your story. You hear me say this all the time. Share it and share it often. Who are you? What do you do? How do you do it and why? What makes you get up and out of bed each and every single morning? And for me, it's quite simple. It's my kids. My kids make me get up and out of bed each and every morning. I want them to be proud of me. I want them to see that I am doing something to help others. I want them to see me serving others. It's really important to me. And on, the other, and on the converse, one of the other reasons that I get up each and every morning is you. I want to see you succeed. I want to connect you with the best resources. I want to be there for you. And that's why I wake up each and every day. Number 14, you hear me say this too. If you've been following me for a long time, this is something that I am known to say. Send an email to everyone you know and let them know what you are doing when you start your new business or when you make a shift in your current business. I did this when I started Bump Club. I did this when I left Bump Club. I did this when I started my consultancy. I did this when I started my podcast. Anytime I make a great shift, I have a list of emails. It's friends, it's family, it's old colleagues people who are really in my circle and who know me both personally and professionally, and I send an email to them. I send an email to them and I tell them what I'm doing. I tell them how they can support me 
And I also ask them to please spread the word and tell them to let people know what I'm doing and that if someone that they know needs my services or services like the ones that I offer, to please make that introduction or that referral. Number 15, trust your gut. This is a big one. You know, and I this kind of goes back to what I was saying at the beginning, but you know deep down if something is right or something is wrong. Your gut needs to be in check and you need to trust it. I cannot tell you how many times I overrode that decision and thus failed and had to make a pivot, all of these things that I'm telling you to do right now because I didn't trust my gut. And at the end of the day, you know. You know what's right and you know what's wrong for your business and you need to trust it. Number 16, take a break when you need one. You have to take care of yourself so that you don't burn out. It is so easy to wake up every single day when you own your own business and just work, 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 and work, 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 work after dinner and work, work, work before bed. I am guilty of it just like so many of you. But you have to take a break when you need one because that makes you a better founder on the other side of the break. And number 17, think about what you want and make that happen. And that could be something as small as you want to start a podcast, make that happen. It's not very small, actually. That's kind of big. But maybe you want to introduce a new revenue stream, make that happen. If you want to work five hours on Friday and that's it, make that happen. Think about what it is that you want and make that happen. So this leads me to a slight shift for Dear Founder for the summer. So I have to practice what I preach and I have to follow my own advice. And I just told you to take a break when you need one and to think about what you want and to make it happen. So this summer, I will be continuing bringing you a brand new episode every single Tuesday, an interview episode with another female founder. But for the summer, I'm going to be taking away the Thursday episode of Dear Founder. That's not to say I won't be here sometimes, but I really don't want to overcommit myself. I want to give myself some time this summer. I want to take a little bit of a break. I want to be able to come on when I want to come on and when I have something to say. I want to free up my calendar a little bit, and I want to be able to prepare myself for the back half of the year. So yes, you will have me coming on for some bonus episodes on Thursdays from time to time, but not every week. In the fall, my plan is to resume with two episodes per week, so have no fear. You can also continue to get more information from me on growing and scaling your business on Instagram, where I share so many of these tips every single day. This podcast is truly one of the greatest things that I have ever done, and I look forward to continuing to bring you bringing you episodes each and every week. I really appreciate ahead of time, I'm saying I appreciate ahead of time, you understanding that for the summer, I very much want to free up my schedule and enjoy myself. And I hope that you do the same. I hope that you follow suit. This is one area of my work where I know I can continue forward. I can continue making money. I can continue signing clients and it takes away multiple hours each and every week from my work week, thus giving me some much needed time to do something for myself or to rest, relax, or to do something else in my business. So again, thank you so much for listening and thank you for being here. We will have a brand new episode coming your way next Tuesday. 
and each and every Tuesday for the rest of the summer. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you enjoyed these tips. I hope that you found them helpful. Please let me know what you think. Please join me on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. Shoot me an email. Let me know how it is I can continue to help serving you. Happy summer, and I will see you soon. Stay tuned for another brand new episode episode of Dear Found Her coming your way next Tuesday.